Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode 157, and today we are talking about end-of-the-semester stress. For any of our listeners out there that are college students, I'm sure they are going through this right now as they're listening to this episode. So hopefully uh, either our uh, comedic sense of humor about the end of the semester will make you feel a little bit calmer about the end of the semester and hopefully we can give you some tips and tricks to deal with end of the semester stress and overcome some of these problems you're almost there people the light is at the end of the tunnel so get ready for uh, the end of the semester and hopefully you can celebrate the holidays and enjoy your vacation with style so without further ado my co-host, who definitely has mastered overcoming end-of-the-semester stress because he graduated college, uh, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? I did graduate college, and I'm happy to be out. I don't miss it. I mean, I miss college. I don't miss school, let's be clear. I don't miss high school. I don't miss... I don't miss... And a bigger part of the reason why I don't miss it is because I hate final exams. I'm not very smart. Oh, yeah. They're hard. I'm afraid. Um, please, Spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram. It's the namesake of our podcast. You'll find it. Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. But once again, you'll find it. Come on. Uh, but please, spread a little love. Five-star reviews. You might not find that. If you have an iPhone, just scroll down below where all the episodes are and click review. And if you don't, please find it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um... We're also on YouTube, and we have a website and stuff, untranslatablepodcast.com, untranslatablepodcast. Chan, how are you feeling? Are you feeling uh, wheezy, itchy eyes, nose, throat, coughing, shortness of breath, headaches, nausea, chest pain, upper respiratory issues? I'm concerned about you. Dr. Jared is in the house, and he's asking me this because the last few days, today it's actually looking pretty good, but the last few days, the air quality in China has been terrible. Um, and this has been the first time where I've woken up, looked out the window and just gone, shit, does because it, go ahead. Does it make you nervous? No, because I have a mask and I okay. have plenty of replacement filters. I probably brought too many, um, but I guess too many replacement filters is better than not enough, mm. um, you especially betcha. because I'm hoping to stay here next year anyways. Um, so uh, yeah, but it's just been crazy because I you wake up, you look out the window, and it looks like you're in the horror movie The Fog. Like you you literally can't see the building across like past the building across the street. It's what floor really are you crazy. On? Uh here in Jinan, I am on the seventeenth floor. Okay. So I can so you see got pretty far out usually. Yeah. yeah. And the last couple days I really could not see very far. Um and it like I said, it was crazy. Here, I might even be able to find a couple I didn't post it, um, but I uh, will look really quick on WeChat. I know a couple of my students and a couple of my colleagues posted a couple things about it, and so I think this it's a, just because it's is this a ahead. big deal to them too? Like, like are they like, oh, this is crazy? I mean, they're posting pictures of it. Um, let me, yeah, let me check one moment here. I need to. All right, there are moments. I'm still, although I use WeChat a lot, I'm still not super quick at the draw with WeChat. So like wait, I'm, I'm with, confused. I'm confused. Why mm-hmm. are you trying so hard to pull up a picture that no one's going to be able to see? They'll be able to see it. 
Well, our YouTube people will be able to see it, and I can screenshot it and mm. send it to you so you can post it on our Instagram after this episode airs as well. Um, we'll, we'll but we'll anyways, wait for the crazy Chad to find the picture. The, the, cra- the crazy thing about this though is that, um, like you can, it's it's just such a weird feeling, Jared. Like because I have never been in a country with such bad air quality before. It really is something when you like wake up and you look out and then you just see, like you can't even see ten feet in front of your face. Mm-hmm. It's really wild, but uh, really, really wild. But that's when is that when you're even walking down the street, or is this just from your up from your seventeenth floor view from from my apartment? All right, so I found some. I'm going to screenshot these real quick before I forget, um, so I can send these your way, Jared. Um, but like, so here, look. So for our listeners on YouTube, yeah, oh yeah, that oh. looks eerie. Scoot yeah. your phone over. Oh yeah, a big bit. time. There we go. Oh yeah, that. Lo- oh jeez, easy, easy, easy. There, chief. <laughs> this was totally worth it. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> Is that better? Uh, that looks so eerie. You can like see. It looks like yeah. a uh, something looks from like, like I Am movie. Legend or something. Right. It looks like a scary movie, and I had a bunch of different people post stuff. Um, so I'll, I'll take a couple other screenshots. It looks like it kind of looks some of these pictures. It looks like someone had a very bad quality phone and they were taking pictures of snowfall, but it's not snow. It is not snow at all. Uh, it's it's bad air quality. Are you uh, um, are you safe from the pollution inside? Uh, not really. And actually, I need to get you know, Jared. We've we've talked about this, especially before I came here. All right, Chad. Don't worry about the pictures. Don't worry about the pictures. Just over, don't don't right. worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, um, before I came here, I feel like I was very prepared for most things, right? Like I've definitely brought probably too much over the counter medications. I've only needed to use them a few times. Check out a couple episodes back if you want to hear about my bowel with food <laughs> yeah, poisoning for the first time in China. <laughs> we won't. Uh, we won't. But the one thing I haven't bought here yet are uh, actually air filters for my apartment. Um, and I should have bought them right when I got here because actually I would have been reimbursed for them for my work. I was stupid and I did not do that. Um, but I'm still probably going to pay out of pocket. They're not that expensive um, to get some air filters. Um, I I do think you definitely need them when you're inside, and I'm not going to wear my mask 24-7. And actually, here, Jared, I've put the mask on before, but I have it right next to me, so let me Does, grab it real quick. Um, now, I'm also curious, as you grab your uh, mask, does your school have so, air filters mm-hmm. in it? No. Most okay. In Beijing, a lot of places do. My university does not uh, have any air filters in it. All we have are fans. But so I have what my mask up here. It's like anything. this. No, of course not. No, they just <laughs> circul- it circulates it. So, so every, everyone gets an equal level of, uh, you know, bad air quality. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so here is my mask. It's like this black. When I put it on, I'm not going to actually put it completely on. But when I do put it on, I feel kind of like Sub-Zero from yes. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Um, or like, like Bane or an evil villain. Uh, so yeah, Jared's in the Mortal Kombat when you sway before they're like, finish him um but yeah you trained in the pollution i I was born in it molded by it (laughs) um but yeah but it's it's been eerie in terms of like looking at it but like walking around uh wearing my mask i haven't felt really any serious adverse effects i will tell you though the first day i landed in beijing the air quality was pretty bad and uh and i definitely 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 um 
felt some scratchiness in my throat. Mm. Maybe I've gotten used to it now. Who knows? Can Who you? Knows? It, it, can the bad air quality be predicted? I mean, obviously, you can check in the morning on how it is doing in real time. But is, mm-hmm. is there like a prediction on how it's going to be for the week or something? Sorry, can you repeat that? I don't like this. I don't like how this is going one bit. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to uh, empty nobody. I he's just looking down at his phone. Uh, I'm listening. I'm listening. You got my full attention. Mm, mm. I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. Uh, oh, is, oh, can, can you, you predict, predict it or not? Can you, can you predict, predict the, the, yeah. uh, the air quality? Uh, I mean, the only way really is either looking out or, or like I said, use the uh, app Air, air Matters. Right. That's what I do. But, do, so but I there's no, like, there, it doesn't tell you like what it could be in the next week or anything That's like that. That's a good question. Let me look. Let me look. So here, I don't think so. It can give you all the previous days. Uh, let's see. I'm looking right now. Ooh, thankfully today the air quality is moderate, meaning I won't necessarily need my mask. No, it does not give me any predictions. Okay. It so you just not. have to make sure you check it every day. Right. Be on point and with I also it. am wondering, I wonder how they actually, I wonder how they actually get like the, because this app has air quality from all over the world. Right. Um, There's got to be know, so like, like satellites DC, or something. Michigan. I mean, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The but air yeah, quality so here anyways, where I am is good right now. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Michigan's pretty much always in the green. Um, but yeah, so that's been interesting. Um, to add so, to the air, end of semester stress, we have uh, bad air quality here, which isn't great. Do you have to like, during these bad air quality times, do you have to take into account... Mm-hmm any usage of appliances or anything like does it affect any sort of no no okay i don't know if it i don't think so no i was shaking my head i don't think so uh it i think what it does affect though i i at least know in really big cities in china they will try to limit um people driving which makes sense Mm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because a lot of the bad air quality comes from emissions whether it's emissions for uh because they i believe use either gas or coal heating I mean, it is getting colder here, so people are using a lot more heat. Uh, That's one reason. Another reason is people driving places. Also, too, if it's really cold, I think people are much more likely to get in their car and drive a short distance instead of walk. So that could also add to it. It's interesting that you brought that up, Chad. I have some interesting facts about air quality in China that I thought might help you. Oh, let's hear them. In 2009, China burned nearly half of the world's coal. And coal accounts for nearly 70% of China's energy index. So it's coal. Mm-hmm. Cities in China, in China's Yangtze River Delta, Pearl River mm-hmm. Delta, and Beijing Tianjin Hebei region suffered over 100 mm-hmm. hazy days a year. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Do you know PM 2.5? Do you know what that means? Uh, well, my I see it on my app all the oh, time. Oh, so that's an uh, air think, index uh, meter on, yeah. your, on your... Uh, well, here, so if I click... Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that. So I live in... in oh, I see it too. It's, uh, PM 2.5 yeah. is good here where I'm at. Here it's at 33, which it's is nine okay here. here. Nice. Yeah, Not so to brag. principal sources mainly... <laughs> mainly contri- Jared's trying really hard to bring me back to Michigan, people. <laughs> uh, mainly contributed by the combustion sources... Burning of fossil fuels and vehicles, power plants, and various industrial processes generate significant amounts of particulates and coal combustion in developing countries as a primary method for heating homes and supplying energy. Besides, fine particulates can be formed by atmospheric oxidation of SO2 and NOx, 
although to a lesser extent, crustal dust and marine aerosols are also sources of PM. So the standard of air quality level, in case people are curious, good would be 0 to 12. Um, moderate would be 12 to 35.4. I'm at 33 right now here where I am, so I'm in the moderate. Unhealthy for sensitive groups uh, is 55 to 150.4. Very unhealthy, 150 to 250.4. That's a huge range. That's 100. It's a big range. Um, it's a big range. Yeah. Hazardous is 250 to 500. And I'm pretty sure yesterday or two days ago, I was in the very unhealthy range. Uh, so 150 to 250. Um, well, I can tell you actually exactly. Let me let me pull it up here. You know, it's interesting to hear those ranges and look at mine, you know. Right. Because I'm, you know, right. pretty good over here. Yeah. Yeah. So my yesterday, mine I was at... I like New York City is like. I don't know. Take it. New York City is pretty I good, too. It's all good. not that bad. Right. I'm, well, also New York, I think that because the their public transportation runs on electricity, doesn't it? I think so. Which I think also would then uh, have better... Obviously, you don't have any emissions or little to no emissions. The other nice thing, too about this Air Quality Matters app is you can look at the last two days and you can put in a map and then it will show you. I'm showing our listeners or our viewers here on YouTube to uh-huh. take a look. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. Like it's it's really fascinating though if you look at China. Mm. Like Jared, just to... Put that just up again. You, put that up yeah. again. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. One second. Let me find it. I want to see that one more time. So here, I'll try to make it bigger so you can see more. I could see it so clearly the first time. I just, I just, here is Jinan. Well, so the colors represent different See, levels. look, I, so there is a forecast. I, um, that's what I was asking about. You see that? Oh, yeah, weather forecast. Yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, but the weather forecast has nothing to do with air quality. Oh, that's it's just simply, straight up weather. Oh. It's simply wind and sun and gotcha, rain. Gotcha, gotcha. And temperature. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not actually the air quality. But it has like index. a map of, of, of how the air quality is doing in different areas around you. Correct, correct. And Jared, just so you can keep tabs on your boy... I would suggest putting in Genon if you have not put Genon in your Air Quality Matters app. So That's a good you can idea. Track and you can also see um, what I'm dealing with as well. So, That's yeah. a good idea. I'm going to do but that. But it's, G- it's definitely been J-I-N-A-N, mm-hmm. Genon. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and just in Ooh. case our listeners are curious, Genon is south of the G, which I believe is a river. Nan is south, so south we're, we're, of Chinese. So in those areas I named, were you in any of those mm-hmm. areas? The Yangtze River Delta or Pearl River Delta? I've been in Beijing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't been to Hebei. And Tianjin only like passing through via the train. But that's not like an area that, that you, uh, you, you live in. I haven't been to yet. Okay. No. no. So you're I'm not in the south. worst of it. That's news. Yeah, well, funny, funny you mentioned that, Jared. So actually where I live, Shandong is the province where they moved a lot of factories out uh, I think this maybe even started all the way back during the Olympics when they had the Olympics in Beijing. Because the air quality was so bad, they moved a lot of the factories to my province, oh. which is why the air quality in Shandong is significantly worse now than in uh, Beijing. Oh, all right. But well, it was also pretty bad in Beijing from what I read. I was trying so, to look yeah. at the bright side, but we're all going to die. Right. Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but well, let's hop right into love. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, it's funny uh, that we say right. that because I have mm-hmm. a shout out too, and um, mm-hmm. it, it is not going to help the we're all going to die case one bit. Let's hear it. Let's hear your <laughs> My shout out. My shout out is for the uh, 20, 
19 time person of the year. Do you know who that is, Chad? Who is that? That is Greta Thunberg. Okay. Uh, do you know who Greta Thunberg is, Chad? Of course. I don't live completely under a rock. And okay. occasionally, I mean, Jared, uh, occasionally, Jared Greta does come up on my meme news sources as well. So, yeah, she is a... Uh, oh, I forget how old she is. She's like... She's 16, 12, 13, 14. She's 16 now. Okay, so she's 16-year-old climate change activist, and she is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but give us some more she details, is. Jared. Uh, I'm not trying to steal your thunder here. Uh, there's no thunder to be stolen. She is just that. Uh, you know, I can explain who she is. She's a child from... Uh, to, she's from one of those Scandinavian countries. Hold on. I'll, t- I'll tell you where she's from. Sweden. She's from Sweden, Sweden. I'm pretty sure. And here's a little clip, a very famous clip of her. I just happen to have it here. And with one of her popular, I mean, not her catchphrases. She's not a catchphrase kind of person. But uh, here, I'll just play it. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school. She's um, talking to world leaders at a UN conference. On the other side of yeah. the ocean. Oh. Yet you all come to us young people for hope how dare you how dare you you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words and yet i'm one of the lucky ones people are suffering people are dying entire ecosystems are collapsing we are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Yeah. Honestly, dude, she's pretty badass. Yeah. To, to, mm-hmm. to have, have the, the courage uh, to say that in front of the UN. And she's right. I mean, look, there is going to come a time, possibly in, in our lifetimes for all of our uh, millennial listeners, Gen Z listeners, Gen X listeners, mm-hmm. they're very likely could be a time in our lifetime where we don't have enough resources anymore to sustain to sustain ourselves um the environment is getting significantly worse and a lot of this is driven by corporations by big businesses who uh, especially the uh, fossil fuel industry who um, don't want us to make any green changes because that threatens their industry very directly um and so so yeah i think uh, she deserves all the love we can give uh, mm-hmm. But not only her, but there are a lot of young climate change activists out there. Um, so, yeah. So, we should definitely... Um, sorry, I'm not prepared for this. I had to... Uh, Spread a little love. There we plug go. in my computer to get that clip that I played before. To get the audio clip, work. yeah. I wasn't quick but enough. Yeah, th- I'm so slow, everyone. I'm so sorry. You're good. Chad's exposing me, no, and I she, deserve it. She is fantastic. Um, and I think that... Uh, yeah, she's saying a lot of things that people need to hear. And I think the fact that it's coming from a 16-year-old is uh, also brings a bit more media attention, which I also think is good. Mm-hmm. Because and if it was like some like 30, 40-year-old mm-hmm. you know, scientist, I feel like sadly a lot of people would um, just kind of dispel them, be like, oh, what? who's the, you know, just some guy. But I think the fact that it's a 16-year-old has brought more media attention, which and is good. And people seem, some people seem to not like her bluntness. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, she's, she's making a point in that, like, clearly sugarcoating things is not helping. This is the reality right. of where we are right now. How dare mm-hmm. you? 
um she right. like like it's like she's like yeah this ain't a game and i'm not and i'm not gonna sugarcoat it and i like that she seems right. to also um make some people mad you know like yeah. i think that's also necessary too right to wake I think some it's people funny up too, a like little the, bit the, the people who have gotten angry about it it's like like i've like one thing that a lot of very conservative pundits have been saying is like oh she needs to be back in school like what is she doing and it's like okay buddy like okay bob have were you when you were 16 were you giving a speech at a un conference in your second language no one probably not because you can't speak a second language most right. likely probably butt chugging two, or something <laughs> maybe like a 16 maybe i don't know what these i people, think people i, these I people think people were butt chugging year. at 16 i wasn't but <laughs> dear, people dear were i definitely was not dear lord at any um, age, to be honest with you. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so any, anyways, though, yeah, she deserves a lot of love. I think she is fantastic. And there are a lot of other Spread climate change love. activists. And Greta has also tried to bring attention to these other activists, which I think is great as well. My shout out, Jared, goes out to the three winners of the Nobel, Nobel Prize in Economics because they are donating their prize money to fund grants that will support... I feel a little hypocritical now doing a, a shout out about economics research after after you had one about environmental research because they don't necessarily you. go hand in hand. But the three winners of the Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize in economics are donating their prize money to fund grants that will support economic research for the next 15 years. Um, oh, I'm going to try to say their names here. Um, Abjit Benherjee and Esther Duflo of Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Michael Kramer of Harvard Uni University will donate their prize money to the Weiss Fund for Research and Development Economics, which is administered by Harvard University. Uh, Benherjee, Duflo, and uh, Kramer were honored by the Nobel Prize Committee for their research. Oh, well, here we go, Jared. For the research on fighting global poverty. As a child, mm -hmm. I read about Marie Curie, who used the proceeds of her first Nobel Prize to buy a gram of radium to further her research, said Duflo. Our field is a collaborative one, so supporting the next generation of economists is our gram of radium uh, to continue research. So I think this is really amazing, and hopefully some of this research will uh, obviously f is done to fight global poverty, and hopefully, hopefully some of that will also go into fighting the global climate change crisis as well. So I think that's awesome. Lots yeah. of love to our Nobel Prize winners for giving you back betcha. to their field. I think mm -hmm. that's really amazing. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, are, are we going to, is it, are we, is it? Oh, yeah, it's untranslatable okay. time, baby. You better okay. be ready. The untranslatable owl. get started, Jared? Please. Or. Uh -huh. so my, first, <laughs> my first one is Chinese, mm -hmm. and it is. Yo Chan Ju Shi Ren Xing, which means uh, have money, I can act however I want. Oh, yes. Long hair, don't care. That's right. That's right. Is that Basically, what that like, who are that... you? Yeah, it's like, who okay. are you telling me to do what I want? I have so much money, I can do what I want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I have dreams of living like that. Greta Th Th Thunberg right. would not like me. Not approve. Probably not. Um, Who knows, my, that, Jared? Maybe if you're making your dollars on uh, helping fund climate change, and somehow you get to keep some of those dollars, and there you go. And I'm willing to donate money once I have money to to donate. Um, uh, F you money. <laughs> my first untranslatable is Hebrew, and it's Chai B Sedet, uh, living in a movie. 
Living in a movie. Okay. Is this is this also like living lavish? Living luxuriously? No, no, no. It's no. like, what are, you, uh, what are you living in a movie? Oh, so is this like, are you in like, what do we say? Like, are you in fairy tale land? Like, are you crazy? Uh, <laughs> one of the examples in the meaning is living in a fantasy world. Very good. Uh, oh, anyone who has unrealistic expectations or, you know, like, okay. uh, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to own McDonald's. You know, it's like, all right, <laughs> are you living in a movie? Or, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I can picture some, uh, I can picture some like, you know, old like Jewish grandma being like, like, what are you living in a movie? I mean, I spent a lot of time living in a movie when I was a kid. I used to love Rush Hour 2. I used to love Mission Impossible 2. All the twos, I loved them. And, um, and, uh, like, you, you sometimes, like, you know, you're like, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could do that as a movie or I wish I could just flawlessly fight people, you know? Right. Living in oh, a movie. Yeah. I, I like living for in sure. a movie. Yeah, why not? Sometimes it's fun, Jared. Yeah. My next one is, my last one for you is Korean. And it is, Sagong Iman Umyon Began San Yuro Kanda, which and I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation. But oh, it means, for sure. You betcha. Too many boatmen, the boat goes to the mountain. Is it like a, how many idiots does it take to screw in a light bulb kind of thing where it's like a... Kind of. I'm looking more specifically for one that has to do with cooks in English. Too many cooks or like if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen or it's like... Well, but it's essentially saying like there's too many Cooks people. or chefs. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know a chef based on translatable in English. There's also, there's also a German one. Zu viele Köche verderben den Brei. Oh, too many. Which our English ones pretty much, pretty much the same. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Okay, it's just like there's yeah, it's just like too many people. Too many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would agree with that. I like to cook by myself. Uh, my next untranslatable is uh, Turkish, and it's Tashati da Kulumo Yurludu. Did he throw mm-hmm. a stone so his arm uh, got tired? Interesting. Did he throw a stone so his arm? Is this like to? Is this like to work really hard on something that is kind of like useless or futile? No. You say this. No. So it's like uh, it's like oh what did he throw a stone so his arm got tired? It would be said more like that. Ah, uh, so it's like is he? Oh, is he making excuses again? Uh, just braiding a lazy person, calling someone lazy, you know. Calling someone lazy. Throws okay. one stone and his arm gets tired. Right. Oh, that's funny. That's mm-hmm. funny. I like that one. Makes sense. Makes sense. Rolls over on the couch to change the channel and he gets tired. Yeah. Dude, sometimes it's hard, you know. Sometimes that's you true. just got to watch some BS because it's like, I mean, I'm, well, I mean, I'm supposed to reach all the way over to the other side of the sofa. How did, the, <laughs> to, to get the how did it even get there? I haven't moved in four right. hours. Right. You know what causes that a lot of times, Jared, that, that uh, acute and extreme laziness is end of the semester stress, whether you're yeah. a student or a teacher. I've definitely had a couple days now where I realize like the end is near with the semester and I'm like, oh, I need to do work. I'm just gonna watch one more episode. Just yeah, one see, more. It, it's like it's the worst of both worlds. The semester's ending. You're excited mm-hmm. for a vacation, yet 
the most important part of your entire semester is coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of um, studier are you? Uh, you... I hate admitting this because <laughs> I know some of my one. students in the Czech Republic listen to this. Um, and uh, I was a procrastinator. No. In undergrad. And also, unfortunately, in grad school until I started my second master's. When I started my second master's, I wasn't as much of a procrastinator. What, um, what, what, what switched? Why, 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 why is that? I was just sick of it. I was sick of all the stress of Oh, okay. Of You're being, saying of staying like, up till 2 in the morning every, uh, right. every couple weeks? I was just weeks. sick of it. I was sick of the stress, and I realized, like, I'm, I'm in control of this. I think, I think yeah, a lot of people like to, to make excuses... Like of why they aren't doing things, but it's like you are, you're the reason why you're stressed a lot of times. Like, yes, exams are stressful, but I think there are things you can do in order to make the time less stressful. I will say, I love that Albion College had all the different stuff at like the Kellogg Center where students could go. They'd have like, like uh, therapy dogs. They would have like free massages, popcorn booth. They would have all this stuff to kind of make you feel less stressed during the end of the year, which is a very stressful time. Except I hate, I hated doing homework and studying in the library. I can oh, never focus. Terrible. It just seemed like, it just seemed like a big hang, like a yeah. nerd's hang. It's like, these right. are the nerds that don't even really, like it seems like uh, the inefficient nerds, because if you were just in your room doing homework by yourself, you'd get it done in half mm. the time. So much chit-chatting. Right. Or like, why is there so much chit-chatting happening right now? Um, right. And it never seemed efficient to me. And honestly, I feel like, uh, I like I, when I like usually I, I like I would go to the library more to hang out than I actually would to do homework because I'm like I can either do this before I get here way quicker or after way quicker. This is not helpful to me. Right? Do you enjoy? Oh, yeah. So you didn't like studying in the library either, really? Nope. Nope. I when I was in grad school, I would go usually to um, Big B Coffee. Uh, or I would even drive to Lansing occasionally and study there just because I Damn. know it would be quiet. Um, but I was right on the border with Lansing and East Lansing, so it was like a 10-minute oh, drive. Oh, I was thinking undergrad. was that far. No, under, yes, undergrad. I, I would drive was like, You took a 40-minute drive Albion. just to get some quiet? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're no, in the middle well, of nowhere. Well, I was lucky. With Albion, Like a lot of my exams were papers for German, and then mm-hmm. my my music exams were the equivalent right. of me playing a jury, so I'd have to play a couple pieces of music. But you took like those prerequisite like poli sci one hundred and one uh, geology kind of stuff, didn't right. you? Only the only like the first year because I came in. I don't know if you know this about me, Jared, but I came in actually as sophomore status because of my AP classes. Oh, that's right. Well, Watch excuse- out! I don't realize I was talking to a proper scholar here. That's right. Don't know about the gentleman, but definitely a scholar. I, try <laughs> Listen, to be. I never said anything about gentlemen. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. I said scholar. Right. Um, but I, I did not know that. You, so the, you the, got like you got the prerequisites. You got the prerequisites out of the way before you got most of them. Some at of least. them. Like I didn't have to take a prereq English class. Um, let's see. What other pre? I don't even. It was so long ago now. It's almost right. a decade, buddy, that we yeah, started dude. Albion. It's scary. Yeah. Oh, God, we're yeah. old. We are so mm-hmm. old. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, but I would agree with you that like, it's good to find a, a good place to study and I would not recommend the library for anybody. But I also want to recommend your room, at least the room that you sleep in. 
Correct. I would agree um, with that. Because it has very, it's, it's a, for, at least I've read a lot um, in the past and I've heard a lot of teachers say that it, like it's, it, it, mentally it's, it's, not, it's not healthy because your, your brain is not, it can't, full, like is, it, I don't know, it's something about your brain psychologically being in a sleep, I don't know, but it's not yeah. good for you. Right. Um, I, I would agree with that. I also don't think it's, at least for me personally, another study tip. I don't like to study in like comfortable clothes because then I'm also in that mood of like, oh, I'm relaxing, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I always wear jeans when I study. Maybe it's a weird thing about me personally. I don't know. But when that I makes do work sense. and when I study, I try to wear like jeans. I would wear a t-shirt. I don't, you know, it's not like I like put on like a three-piece suit to study um, <laughs> or a tuxedo. But uh, I try to like not wear the most comfortable clothes just because right. like if I put on my sweatpants... Like one of the shirts that I wear, like you're gonna find yourself to hang around, lying down exactly. in your sofa after like <laughs> watching Netflix get here? for two hours. Yeah, you know, <laughs> empty bag of Cheetos. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, so I'm gonna assume that whole removing of the procrastination has taken away some of that test taking anxiety f- from you, definitely, or, or some of that because mm-hmm. I, I, I. I, especially being an econ-based major, I had I think I had more sort of test-based uh, exams you than you did. Most definitely. And those, mm-hmm. and I had to do all my prerequisites because I started college from the beginning, like some sort of peasant. Um, <laughs> somehow we graduated at the same time, though. So I guess it. Uh, who right. cares? Um, so um, I. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I, I, I was a terrible studier in the sense that I obsessed over studying. So like I, I wouldn't yeah, there's stop. A happy medium. Yeah, like there's like a happy like medium. I, it, it would be hard for me to know when to say okay, I know it, time to go to bed. You know, and I'd find myself staying up till like mm. one a.m., two a.m. When really I didn't have to. Like it wasn't like right. I was even cramming necessarily. I just right. struggled to be able to say. I am done, you know, like I could never do that. Right. And it's, and it's difficult. And, the, and I think, especially I in think a final it takes exam some time too. to know it. Right. When so much seems I like, it seems like so much is on the line. True. For me, I guess when I could, when I would look at the study guide and be able to really define all the terms and feel like I really, I think for me, like I just kind of knew I had this intuition of like, all right, I've prepped for this. If I spend, and for me, I actually had a big concern, like, I don't want to over prep for it because if I over prep, I start to feel more anxious. It's weird. Mm. I feel more anxious. I think if I over prep than if I under prep, which is totally counterintuitive. But <laughs> I think there definitely also is a point. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. There is a point of diminishing returns in the sense of like, you know, at one point, are you doing yourself more harm by uh, by uh, depriving yourself of sleep? Versus actually learning, you know, like, like there's a happy medium because, I, you know, obviously another good part of doing well on an exam is a good uh, good night's sleep. What, according to science, Chad, is the best mm-hmm. time to take an exam? There's two options. Two options. Oh, I would say probably afternoon or evening, not the morning. You are uh, wah, wah, mostly oh. wrong. Okay. The best time to take an exam is the morning at eight o'clock. So okay, after not early for, morning, okay. Yeah, for every hour after eight a.m., the exam was scheduled. The, uh, the exam was scheduled. The students' test score, on average, declined by about one percent. It dropped equivalent to missing ten days of school. Um, Interesting. Another That's good time, but this doesn't really apply to adults. 
was right. uh, after recess. So that part is true. But mm. I think you it, it, it helps to have physical, like you need that sort of physical aspect to the recess, I think. Um, right. Now, I think I prefer the morning mm-hmm. for sure because I too am an obsess. As I mentioned, I'm an obsessor. So I didn't like to, I didn't like to have that laying, lying over my head all day. However, that's true. That's Albion true. had exams that like started at like 645. I didn't like that. Yeah, that, that was, was ridiculous. But yeah. like a good eight o'clock, I could do that. It's maybe it's even yeah. earlier than I would prefer to wake up. I would prefer that because I wake up. It's the first like it feels fresher on my mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to work, think about it all day long. Like I, I've had ones I, that are like four or six right. in the afternoon. And those it's are just, terrible. And you can't do anything with your day because you, yeah, you're, like, you're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Those are terrible. I would say for me, if I had to pick an ideal time, give me an exam at like 930 or 10. So I yeah, can get okay up with at that. like seven, have a nice breakfast, review just quickly before Wake up. just exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe even maybe even, you know, go for like a little walk, get the blood flowing. Or a quick mm, little, you know, mm-hmm. hundred push-ups in the dorm room like we used to do back <laughs> in the day. Not sure if I yes. could do that now, but uh, yeah. I definitely couldn't. And I I would I would agree with that though. I think that now that I really think about when I took exams, um, yeah. Although I will say this, I did have a lot of my music juries when I had to like perform like for my teacher and like the music faculty. I hated those in the morning because I think for music or any physical process, it's better to do it later in the afternoon or maybe even evening. So you have more time to warm up your fingers, um, yeah. or if you're playing another instrument like your your face, if you're playing like a wind or a brass instrument, you know. Um, and it also even takes a while for me. It. it even takes a while mm-hmm. for me for like my eyes to uh, to uh, get adjusted. Adjust. Like I, I, I mm-hmm. had a seven a.m. meeting last week, um, and uh, like when I first turned on my computer. I, I like I had to do like a, like one of those cartoon style like wipe my eyes thing like right whoa right <laughs> uh, I why am it feels like I'm looking at the Matrix right now right um yeah. so do students uh do your students in China is is the is the library a popular place to study in China I would be willing to bet yes because listen to this Jared. At least the undergrad students, they live six to a dorm room. Whoa. Yep. Six to a dorm room. So you, so you need a place to escape. Exactly. Now, what a lot of students, though, that I see, uh, most of the classrooms in my building where I teach are empty. So they, I, I have not So you not can just take once, over a classroom. Yeah, I have not once walked into a classroom or like walked by a classroom, walked past a classroom that didn't have students studying in there. Mm, every day. Mm. Every day before I teach and after I teach. I teach in the afternoons. And every right. day I see people working and studying there. Uh, I, I will say this though. I do think Chinese students, my personal opinion, I think they study too much. I think it's overkill. I also think that they aren't taught efficient study strategies. And here the key is just memorizing and regurgitating information. Um, I, I will say, though, for our final exam, we do have a couple different aspects that I think, yes, a lot of it is memorization, but we do have a couple short answer and essay questions, which I think shows that you have to actually apply some of the knowledge, not just memorize it, but apply it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I've heard a lot of, like, it's crazy. I will walk by and I'll see students with their head buried in a book and they're just like, and they're literally trying to memorize it, orally memorize it. Um, 
exactly what the book is saying, which I think I think there are some good things about memorization, but I don't think memorizing something necessarily means you know it or you can it apply it and use it. No, right. because most times when I've been in those situations, as soon as I'm done with the test, it like leaves my head, you know? Yep. You forget it because you don't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, that's, I, mm-hmm. I think that's been proven. You're not actually, you're just learning how to tell them the right answer, essentially. Right. Do you uh, get like um, any sort of exam anxiety or stress oh, yeah. as the giver of them? As the giver, no. As the giver, okay. not at all. So you don't uh, like stress out about the the right make making sure you cut you cover everything properly, or making sure that uh, or, or or like the the, the uh, stress over even just like the grading portion of it. Um. Not really. I think I don't. En- now let me be frank. I right. don't enjoy don't grading exams yeah. at all. Uh, <laughs> but you don't. Frankly, get in, but it's just like if, dull. I assume. Right. If I could, if I could not give my students exams, I would love that. If I didn't have to give students exams, I wouldn't do it. Um, they don't feel necessary to do, you. I would have them do something different than uh, than a traditional test. I would have them do some sort of project that's a culmination of the knowledge that they have acquired throughout the semester. I would have mm-hmm. them do a project or a presentation or something instead of a, a, a test. Uh, because I think, once again, the test, they're going to learn this material, they're going to cram for it, and then after they take the test, they're not going to remember it anymore. I mean, yeah, I don't remember half of the stuff. Up mine. You know? Yeah, sums up mine. I took... Right. School experience. I, I'm, I even took a microeconomics class in undergrad. I couldn't tell you anything about microeconomics. Supply, anymore. demand. That's about price it. Price elasticity. I, I couldn't even tell you what that is, Jared, anymore. <laughs> um, so there you go. But yeah, so I don't give any anxiety as the, as the test giver. I, and I don't feel anxiety for my students because generally speaking, I think I do a decent job preparing them and getting them ready. But a lot of that also rests on their shoulders. You know, I can only do so much as their teacher. And I also don't think that I don't agree with teachers like really coddling their students and like telling them like, oh, like this is going to be on the exam. Like, yes, I mention it occasionally, but usually when I tell my students, if I say this is an important point that we're discussing, there's a high likelihood it should be on the exam and you should Mm. know it. I shouldn't have to tell you, okay, people, this is on the exam. Like, write this down. Like, my students are adults. Interesting. I mean that yeah. makes sense. How do you feel about those like um like in college teachers at our school would put on like study sessions a couple like a couple days before mm-hmm. uh the exam. That kind of goes against your that then you I assume you don't like the study sessions then. Well no, I I am going to do that with my classes. But that is just telling them exactly what's going to be on the test. Well no, I'm going to I'm going to be giving them so I have versions of old exams and our current exam. And what, I, what I'm going to do is mostly take questions from the older exams, but have them be related or similar to the questions of the new exams, right? So uh, I, can't, I can't tell you what the questions are, but like I can give you an example. Like what I will have my students do, so we have questions about theories of language learning, right? And so there are four main theories that we cover in my methodology course, which are, or, or sorry, views of language. Well, no, these are, the, I would say these are theories. Um, Theories or views, whatever term you want to use. But you have the constructivist theory or constructivist view, behaviorist theory, uh, constructivist behaviorist, um, cognitive and socio-constructivist. Yeah. And so what I would have my students do is like, okay, I want you all to define what these different theories are. 
Mm. Now, I don't tell them which theory they are going to be tested on, but I will tell them which ones they... Like, I will tell them that you need to know all of these because these are important uh, and you need to be able to apply these. So that's the so difference. So you need to know all of them, but I might only test you on some on of them. a couple of them. Correct. Oh, yeah. I hated those. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, that was also the one where it's like, where it's like they told you what, like, the essay question could be about. Right. But they won't tell you what it is. Yeah, I've had that before. Exactly. And it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it then it doesn't allow you to just learn a test like learn the test it's like exactly. you have to learn all of it and uh and and then like i'll and then i'll pick one of them so yeah i can't i'm not just gonna tell you mm-hmm. what to focus right. on exactly and and i will try to like i try to guide my students though like these are the important points of the chapter or of the unit that you know that you should keep in mind when you're reviewing and studying for the exam you should have mm. seen though uh yesterday buddy I started to talk about the exam. A student had a few questions after class. And then, like, usually my students don't ask me questions after class. And then there were just, like, I looked up, and then there were, like, 20 of them, like, like <laughs> eagerly listening. And I was only telling them the question types. You know, right. like, I, like you, know, the, you know, are they multiple choice? Are they true or false? Are they short answer? And all this stuff. And it's like, it's like you shouldn't care about the question types, really. You should be caring about the content. Not the question types, but the content, at least in my opinion. In my yeah, opinion, but as you, an educator and a former student, I, get, I, I would get care it. more about the content. Like, why does it matter? Like, yes, it's good to know, I guess, if, yeah, if they're multiple choice or true or false or fill in the blank or whatever. But at the same time, like, it doesn't really matter if they're multiple. Well, I guess multiple choice, you can guess. But if it's and fill in the blank, you can kind of guess. True and false, you can also guess. But if it's short answer and essay questions, um, it's more important to know the content than yeah. I mean, I, I think you're just you're just disappointed by their studying culture, and you wish it wasn't that way. Like, mm, I, like I hear be, what yeah. you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but it's just like yeah. But that's you know. I just feel I just I almost want to be like Chad. You can't. I know you want to, but can't you can't change, change them. Yeah. They're still gonna. Right. They're still gonna. Just like 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 that's just the culture that they have. I guess from what you've told me at least. And I'm I'm assuming right. that that's they're like no no we we want to you know we're it's like this is a system and we have to get through this system. It's it's not right. You know, and that's a very valid point. Very very yeah. valid point. Um, yeah. And I want all of them to, obviously, I don't want any of my students to fail the exam. Right now, based on their homework assignments and their grades, I don't think they would fail the exam. Mm. Um, but who knows? You never know. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> wow. We will see. What are, what are some <laughs> tips, though, Jared, that, that you have for students to, students, uh, I'll, I can talk about teachers, but for students, what are some tips you have um, to combat or overcome end of the semester stress? Uh, number one, for any sort of tip giving thing that we do stay hydrated um, Yep. oh yeah absolutely that's always number one i would say um learn how you study uh some people are are good at you know must like I, like I, I was good when it when i wrote stuff down that really helped me just reading it it would kind of go in one eye out the other kind of ear kind of thing um right. so like writing stuff down kind of helps solidify it in my head uh find a good spot uh not your bedroom Pr- honestly Most definitely probably not the library if you're especially if you're in college because so many people go to the library it turns into a fun hang but not a good place to uh, actually study 
Um, and it's not productive at all. Most definitely yeah. not. Um, have snacks on deck. Don't overdo snacks it. Snacks on snacks on snacks. But don't overdo it. Don't, don't healthy snacks. Don't don't show up like you're going to like like you're at Disney World or something with elephant ears and shit. Um, <laughs> or that you're going to spend a week in the wilderness and you got like, <laughs> canned food and like. And I, I'm not saying yeah. I would do this, but I say no headphones. But I probably wouldn't do that. Oh, that's a bold statement coming from Mr. Headphones from over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, I would disagree true. with that. I think especially if you're in a public place, I would actually really disagree with that. Mm. I, but I would also have a study playlist that's not like... No words. Right. Well, it depends on... Some, some people can listen to music. I can't. I don't think you can either. I um, can at work. Like, I can listen to a podcast and do work. But, I, right. but like, it's, it's... I'm doing also I know. Like, like I, understand, I know right. the stuff. I'm it's not different trying than to, studying. Right. It's yeah. different than studying. Yeah. Um, but if you are a subscriber of Spotify... There's tons of really good study playlists on there that are pre-made that you can check out. Chill vibe study um, playlist. I bet you that's go. a real exactly. thing. I'm sure it is. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure it is. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I would agree though. I think headphones are, I think at least, I prefer music, but it also depends what you're doing. If you're reading, I actually wouldn't. But if I'm like writing down notes and like reviewing concepts and stuff, I would be okay with music, but yeah, really know how you are as a learner and a studier. That's a great tip, Jared. Anything else? Uh, nope. Listen, when I go on to the song of the pod, not yet. Just okay. let me let me oh, give, let me me give my two else. cents. <laughs> uh, let me give my two cents, and then uh, we if can I have something else, don't worry, Chad. I'll say it. That's fair. That's fair. I should know that by now. One hundred and fifty-seven <laughs> episodes in. Um, sorry for amateur hour today, people. Um, all right. Uh, on my side, not on Jared's side. Anyway, no, so on my, my last too. tips, though, I'm, a, I'm an amateur. Uh, would be, would be um, also don't wait till the last minute. I think a lot of people study. Li- look, life gets hectic and life gets busy, but if you can even a lot five to ten minutes a day just to do some review of some sort of your notes, or if your teacher is nice enough to send out the powerpoints or PPTs, as we say here in China, uh, review those. Take a look at them. I think. Uh, you know, space repetition is a much better way to retain information than cramming it all a couple days. Space repetition just means um, you are reviewing things, the same things over time uh, in different ways. Mm. Um, So if Mm. you've ever done like Duolingo or like uh, Babbel, which is a great language learning platform, that is really their big tenant is is using space repetition. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I would say don't start too late. Definitely, as Jared said, I can only re-emphasize stay hydrated people and for our teachers out there i would say um try to also make sure that you finish your final fairly early in terms of like write it don't write it in the last minute um also too like i would say really try to make sure that you give your students some um opportunities to study i usually will provide my students with a study guide i have not done that in china and my students have not asked me about it so I'm not going to provide them with a study guide because I think here that's not something that they do. But be aware of the culture in which you teach. Uh, do you provide a study guide? Do you not? And uh, how to go about that? But do you provide a syllabus? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a syllabus. Okay, mm-hmm. so that can kind of also function as a sort of study guide. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Jared, if you are in the dumps for your end of semester stress and need a little pick me up, yes. I think today's song of the pod will definitely get you there. It's by a Korean group called Day Six, and uh, the song is called Days Gone By. 
has a very 80s vibe in my opinion. Yes, yes. Song has an 80s vibe is what I have written right here. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> it does have a very 80s vibe, and clearly they're trying to play off of that because even like the the dance moves are very 80s and sort of the colors and the way that they're all sort of dressed and everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem... Now, I've never heard of Day 6, but just but looking at how many views they have on that on that song... They seem like they're a pretty big deal in Korea. Yeah. Yes, they do. I actually looked up uh, popular Korean uh, rock bands you should know, and that's how I came across this group. Now, uh, now not just Korea, but like uh, also in China, there seem to be a lot of like pop bands, you know? I mean, I guess there are mm-hmm. here too. I just yeah. don't pay attention to them. Um, right. Are you starting to find any that you gravitate to or anything or any music nope. there? No. Damn it. No, no. Oh, Sorry, man. Jared. Hate to burst your bubble, buddy. But yeah, definitely <laughs> Did, not. Is you're not trying, or nothing catches you? Nothing you want to listen to long term? A bit of both. Mm. A bit of both. A lot of, uh, and I, and you know, like I, I really hate to say this because I'm a music lover, but a lot of the Chinese music to me sounds almost like super cliche. And I'm sure that's yeah. probably what pop music sounds like. Like American yeah. pop music sounds probably to non-native English speakers or, or people who don't speak English. Now, I think if I understood the language better, maybe I would gravitate more towards it. Uh, because I do it, like a lot of cheesy German pop music because I can understand the lyrics. I enjoy the lyrics. But a lot of it does seem very, at least a lot of what I've heard, does seem very like Backstreet Boys-ish, you know? Right. Yeah, right. I, I understand that too. And actually, this band kind of has a little bit of that of that vibe too. And it doesn't help that they are doing it like throwback style to the 80s. But I do like that the song. That is true. It's and, a good song. I um, do like that they all alternate singing too. Like there's different mm-hmm. singers, which I think is really cool. Yeah, also very boy bandy of them as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, jo- they do it's all Joey's have a very turn. Similar, <laughs> right. They do all have a very similar look as well. Kind of yeah. same hairstyle. <sighs> Same, there, same although look. I did notice one person did not have blonde hair, but there is yep. something about like um, the bass player, like 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 in a lot of the Asian cultures, the uh, the blonde hair, the uh, you know the the lightening of the skin and all that stuff. That's uh, a bummer, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but it's I guess it's just what that's their what their culture views I mean. is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, so check that out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, Song of the Pod playlist. Day six, days gone by, especially if you want a little throwback 80s vibe or if you're learning Korean. Speaking of learning languages, though, my Chinese word of the pod today is um, kaoshu, and kaoshu means uh, exam. Oh, my word, my Spanish word is prueba. La prueba, the exam. Okay, interesting. I kind of figured that might be exam. Uh, So to wrap up and recap today's episode, Jared... I think that um, end of semester stress a lot of times, yes, obviously it's brought on by exams. There's no doubt about that. Exams, and I would say final papers. But I think looking back at my time as a student, the reason why I was so stressed was because of poor planning, poor time management, and waiting until the last minute. Um, Obviously, regardless of when you begin studying, exams are stressful. But I think if you get a jump on it and you begin studying sooner, I personally think they will be less stressful. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that because you can't like if even on the day before, you know, obviously you can study and it can be helpful, but 
you're gonna meet you're meeting a point way before you finish most times where it's like you either know it or you don't at this point and right and you can't force it into your head to spit mm-hmm. it out like at a couple hours reliably you know right yeah but it's hard you know like n- no one no one thinks about exams until it's like exam time you know like i right. I, I never really thought about exams until it's like oh okay now exams are, or, or until it's like oh well wait exams are next week or exams are like in two weeks it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah i guess they come up quicker than you think and so um yeah just just don't wait till the last minute is for sure number two after stay hydrated most definitely absolutely I would also say, too, depending on the type of learner you are, I think it can be very useful to study with your classmates. Now, notice I said classmates and not friends. Mm-hmm. You can study with your friends, I guess, but I think it's better to study with your classmates because you, stand, you tend to stay a bit more on task. At least me personally, if I'm with my classmates instead of my friends, um, we are there for the purpose of studying. Whereas with my friends, it's really easy to like joke around and goof around and get off topic. Uh, now, I never really studied with with people that much but i did live with someone that took many of this we you had similar majors and so we is took similar of course it or is Don. And so we took okay uh similar i guess it could have been both but they we, we took similar classes and so we would um sort of like just in in life like like quiz each other on stuff like oh what's right. the price elasticity and then and, but it, like we, i'm curious <sighs> Price elasticity, I think, is how um, how de- demand how you can affect demand based off a of price or or how much price affects demand. I believe. Okay, interesting. I'm gonna look it up, but I believe that's what Just it is. Price check. elasticity. Sounds good to me, but I'm the I'm obviously not a finance guy. Price so. elas- elasticity is a measure of the relationship between a change in the quantity demanded of a particular good and the change in its price. Price elasticity of demand is a term used in economics when discussing price sensitivity. I would say I was right. I would agree with that. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, study with classmates, prepare early, stay hydrated. And lastly, I think <laughs> I find something to find something that you also enjoy that you can do oh, during yeah, finals. Dude. I think that's really important as well to have a little downtime and relax. Take breaks, yes. Yeah, it's very, stay, very important. Stay like, get up. Don't mm-hmm. don't just like sit down all day. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yes. really important. You don't you don't want to just be stuck in the library or uh, somewhere studying all day long. You need breaks for your mental health, for your physical health. It's very important. That's so a good we point. Hope everyone. Yeah, we hope everyone has. Uh, had a good semester for all of our students and teachers out there. Uh, hopefully the end of the semester doesn't bring you too much stress and listening to this episode will maybe help you overcome some of the stress and uh, deal with you it betcha. in a positive way. And uh, yeah, we hope you all have a happy and healthy end of semester and also holidays as well. As you are finished with your final exams, make sure to do a solid happy dance when you're done. Uh, you can send it our way on yes. Instagram at Untranslatable Podcast or slide into Jared's DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable One. Check out our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, for our song of the pod today to do a little 80s throwback with some Korean rock music, which is pretty cool. Uh, Untranslatable Podcast, Song of the Pod playlist, as I mentioned. And lastly, please, five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Spread Let us love. know how we can make this podcast 
better for you. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, which is gracias, and shisha.